just think it, I know it. They hate you first, then they in love with you. This life can get hard, but keep going. One of me work like a bunch of you. Look to the sky like, oh Lord. Believe in me, see I'm untouchable. I'm gonna get where I'm going. You ain't doing it if you comfortable. If you just chilling, then how you progressing? We all facing problems, the problems are testing. The pain hurt my chest, burning like cigarettes. But I'ma just fight it, I'm ready to get it. Words that I use in my- hey, we want to welcome everybody back to another great episode of the Daily Dose of Discomfort. I'm Ryan. I'm Joel. We want to thank everybody for joining us again. Today we want to talk to you about something that me and Joel were talking about actually this week, and that was, uh, what was it, small steps, little steps? Small steps, 1%. I mean, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm sort of fine-tuning the, the best way to approach it. but Moving that needle. Yeah. I like it. So in moving that needle, like kind of kind of what is that? What are you doing right now, Joel? And your life to move that needle. So, in a couple of different ways. So, financially, um, you know, there's always like a number you want to try and hit. Like, how much maybe can you save or invest in a month? Uh, and w- what I'm doing now, it's a little bit different. Rather than try to at the end of the month save like a big chunk, I'm trying to save a little bit every day. So, if that's transferring over a couple of dollars, $5 into a savings account or an investment account. I'm trying to do a little bit every day. And for me mentally, that works better. I can sort of see the progression. I can, and I feel like I'm making momentum every single day instead of waiting for a week or waiting for a month. Yeah. So, I mean, that just, it kind of makes me think about stuff like, you know, running, running and, and getting better at running. You're 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 banking just a little bit each time. You know, you're adding just just a little bit. You know, you're not going to go in one week from running 1 mile and then the next week to run 10. It just don't work that way. I guess you could, but you're going to get hurt right. doing it that yeah, way. It's, it's, it's not going to turn out well. Yeah. It's yeah, same thing with with weightlifting, you know. It's it's you're when you're going up on your bench press, you're going up on your weights, you're increasing it by five pounds or two and a quarter. If you're lucky, your gym has those, you know, you're not, you're not throwing on another 45 pound plate in each side every day. Making sure that we're taking the time to do, to do those small incremental increases in our life, kind of, and, and not just measuring it, but I guess approaching it kind of methodically and in what we're improving is that is that improvement getting us to where we ultimately want to be in our life? Are we, or are we just kind of putting our time maybe into to some not so fruitful things? I guess making sure that we're, you know, investing our time wisely. Yeah, yeah. The the one percent better every day. So if you could if you could get one percent better every day, and you look at like the whole of a hundred percent as being one unit. If you did that every day for a year, you would be roughly three and a half times better. And, and, and that's, you know, this is just happenstance. You know, how do you really quantify what three and a half times better over the course of a year is? But if you could think of that as your your finances, your your health and fitness, your well-being, um, you know, if you read 10 pages of a book every day, you've probably re- you've read 3,600 pages at the end of a year. 
which would be what 10 15 20 books think Probably. how much not yeah think about how much knowledge you would you would have gained from that if you save ten dollars a day and put that into a, a long-term investment account you've saved thirty six hundred dollars at the end of a year you know that's, so that's a lot. right so, so now now and then with interest you you probably have four thousand dollars at the end of a year so those small steps that small one percent that that little progression every day at the end of a year would make a huge difference, huge impact in your life. And I, I think it's, it's bigger than that even too. So when you're making those small incremental, that 1% increase, you know, you, you talked about that's what was it? Three and a half times better after the course of a year. Yeah. I, that, that might be a little low. Cause I think realistically, except for maybe, physical stuff, you know, like working out and whatnot. But a lot of what occurs in our life, it, it actually compounds. Once right. you get a little bit of money, you're able to then do a lot more with it, you know, versus when you have almost none. If you've got a hundred bucks, there's only so much you can do with it. You can do a lot more with a thousand. And what if that thousand allows you then to start your own business? Exactly. And now you five X your income within a year. So don't, don't underestimate the the benefits of of just moving that needle a little bit each day because there are definitely instances in your life where that that one percent benefit is eventually going to turn into a fifty percent benefit, maybe even a hundred percent benefit because with time things do compound pretty quickly yeah the the, the small steps and small strides eventually lead lead into a sprint you know i've been uh I've been learning ultimate frisbee. It's you know it's, it's my like midlife or quarter life crisis. I'm learning how to play ultimate frisbee, and uh, last season was my first season. And I remember like the first game, I go out in the field and I'm running around, and I almost like I almost don't want the frisbee thrown to me because I'm worried I'm going to drop it or I'm going to you know once I get it like you know what what do I do with this stupid thing? I'm going to look like looking like an idiot. I'm going to throw it into the turf, and I did. <laughs> And, and I did, you know, it was thrown to me a few times and I just completely whiffed it. Like Frisbees are not that hard to catch, but you get in your head and you're getting your head and you let it, let it stress you out. And, uh, so that first game, it was like, you know, I just wanted nothing to do with it. And then the second game though, it was a little bit easier. You know, I'm starting to, you know, be a little bit more confident with running and, and I'm not as scared of the idea of it being thrown to me by the end of the season. You know, I, I want it. I'm mad when I don't get it thrown to me. You know, I'm, I, I have the, my condition is better. I'm able to run a lot more and not be nearly out of, out of breath. I'm, I'm more confident in throwing it, more confident in re- reading the defense in a sense and, and understanding how to get open. And now at the second season, just had our first game last week. And I was, you know, I felt like a seasoned, seasoned vet. I'm not, I still have a lot to learn, a lot to, you know, a lot to grow, but it's just crazy that progression of just just a few weeks. I think we only had ten weeks last season, so ten games of of frisbee, and I and now now I love it, and and I you know so it's such a different perspective on it, and just such a short time. Well, your confidence level, you know, skyrocketed, and and that's kind of what I was just talking about a minute ago. That even though you're you were only moving that needle a little bit, maybe physically. Um, your reaction time, your skill, your ability to play the game, but just those little bits of movement gave you so much more confidence to play the game and, and made you enjoy it more. And that's, and really, I I would tell myself that every week that I would go, I'm like, if I I can just get 1% better 
every week that I play. If I can learn a little, one small thing every week, by the end of this season, I'm going to be a decent player. And now this season, I'm coming into it thinking I'm a decent player. If, I'm like, if I can get 1% better every week, every game, I'm going to be a great player. And, and I'm going to, you know, just not from an arrogant standpoint, but just from a, from a self self pride standpoint, like I really enjoy it. And I, I want to just get a little bit better every week. So that, that positive outlook, you know, could have, could have been, if it was a negative outlook, you know, maybe looking at yourself and not being absolutely perfect from your first game that could have led to quitting or something like that. But instead, oh, yeah, you approached no, it from yeah, learning. That, that first game was rough. That first game, like, it, like, especially for me being kind of a perfectionist or a performer mentality, when, when you feel like, I think we actually lost one of our two games, and I, and I felt like I probably had a big part to do with that because of some drops that I made and some, some mess-ups that I had. It's hard to get over that. It's, it's hard to move past that and, and not hold your, you know, just beat yourself up over it. Yeah, but, I mean, so striving for perfection, you know, that I think if you're, you're really living life, you know, effectively and getting the most out of it, you, that's a constant battle. That's from, from, you know, here to the grave. You should always be striving for perfection. And when you're seeing inefficiencies or de- deficiencies in your game, your personal life, your finances, whatever it is, moving that needle even just a little bit, if you can just grow that confidence level in what you're doing, like that, that's going to allow you to push so much more through all the bad times when, when it does get a little bit rough. Or when you do drop that pass or you throw that Frisbee right into the ground. Eventually, you're going to remember that time that you threw one in. Was it a touchdown, a score? How does that work? Yeah, a goal, a goal, a score, goal. Or whatever you want to call you it. You know, yeah. you're going to remember that time that you hit like a great goal. You know, and you got that to fall back on. Or maybe you made like, you know, you haven't had a goal yet. But you made a really great pass to somebody that did, that ended up winning a game. Yeah, so, so that was my thing. So like the, the first week that I played, I had, I had no goals. I'm like, okay, next week. If I can just have one either, either maybe be a part of it whether i throw it or i catch it i can have one goal that'd be great and i did that and the next week i i think i had a goal but i also had a block like i knocked one down on defense the last game of the season i had six goals just just in one game in 10 weeks yeah so over the course of 10 weeks i go from being afraid to having the frisbee thrown at me to i scored six goals and i also i think I had some defensive blocks and stuff like that too um, and so, so, I mean, just that's, that's what a little bit of consistency and just wanting to get a little bit better every week over the course of 10 weeks can do huge, huge difference. That is a big difference, man. It helps. I, like I'm not, you know, it's being naturally athletic helps, but, but, but to that point, you know, focus on your strengths as well. Find things that you are good at and, and build off of those. If you know that you you have some inherent abilities as well, and you know you can get better, then then don't let the the frustrating days hold you back from from realizing your potential. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about it right here. I mean, so you approached a game you never played uh, that you I don't think is on TV, so I don't even know where you saw it at. Maybe it actually on is. YouTube. I think it's on like one of the ESPN pluses. That there, there actually eight. is a professional league. Yeah, ESPN eight the Ocho. You know, yeah. they're, <laughs> uh, they're doing that. But like you found you found parts of your game that you were good at and you locked into that, you know, and, and honed that up more and then, you know, work through those deficiencies. 
And now you're like the star player out here. They threw a no, banner up. Let's not go that far. <clears throat> Next season. Next season, yeah, they'll yeah. put well, up. See, but I want that now. I want to be like, you know, the guy. I want to be that person. Like, oh, hey, we got him on our team. Like, let's let's go. This is now a, a big advantage for us, not a not a detriment. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you so good. You're gonna be a legend out there on that field. The people are gonna erect fat heads of you in their bedrooms. Just put right. it up, life size, boom. Just holding the frisbee, yeah. Just chucking it. Who is this guy? That's Joel <laughs> Barron, the legend of Baxter Park. He's a monster. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's perfect, man. And that that you know that kind of idea is has really been permeating with me as well. But in kind of a different way, right? So, you know, since we started this podcast, our whole deal, daily dose of discomfort, putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations to better ourselves as human beings, but also to, you know, share that with the world. As we've been moving that needle incrementally, you're banking those those experiences, the, the uh, wins, as it were, you know, the accomplishments, everything that we've done through this time, you know, we're just... We're putting it away, man. We're remembering, and that way we've got cookies for our cookie jar, like like Goggins would say. So when times do get rough, you know, we got something to pull from. But also, don't forget that when times are good, you still can pull from those. You know, I think so many times, myself included, I'm a I'm a big one in this. We we lock it in, and we just hold them for when it gets bad, instead of when you're in a good position you could use that to propel you even further, right? I like that, R- really building on it. You, you have to, man. It's, it's, like, it's like saving money, you know? What good is it if you never spend it? If you just hoard it like some sort of dragon from a Tolkien book or something. You know, <laughs> you're just on your pile of jewels. Yeah, you're just sitting on a pile of gold, man. You know, you gotta you gotta do something with it. You know, what what are you passionate about? Why did you move this needle? Day after day. Why did you get better? Why did you why did you read them books? You know? Was it to start a business? Was it to, you know, be better in your professional life? Whatever. Don't be afraid to spend those experiences. Use them to truly live your life to its fullest potential. You know? That's the compound interest, like you said. If you take ten thousand dollars and go bury it in the backyard in a jar, uh, in ten years from now, the buying power of that's actually gonna be less. So if it's just sitting there in cash, you're actually it's actually you're actually losing money. That money is actually losing value because of inflation. Whereas if you take that ten thousand, put it in a savings account where it's earning interest, or an investment account where it's paying dividends, put yeah Ethereum. There you go. Put in some crypto where there's at least a chance it can go up. Uh, starting a business, whatever the case is, you're you have at least the chance or the potential to make money off of that money. There's some risk involved, but it's better to have had some risk than for just to sit there buried in the backyard with worms crawling all around it. We, we as people, we as humans, um, we strive for you know what's safe. We like our, our shelters and our houses with our four walls and our roof that keeps us dry and away from the rain and keeps us from being really hot. If you got central heating and air, whatever, and we just we like our little bubbles. We don't like anything to rock our little bubbles. And we live safely. But when you live safely, like, where, where do you ever think you're going to make it big? Like, if you've got these, these dreams of maybe being rich or having, you know, that Bugatti or whatever, man, how does that happen? Working 
you know, a regular nine to five job for an insurance company. I mean, maybe it can, you know, you can save up long enough to one day retire and then probably within 15, 20 years, if you're lucky, you know, transition on from this life into something else. But was that, I mean, was that a life worth living to you? You know, just, just never risking it. You know, that's, that's part of that growth, that taking that 1% each time, man, is so that you can prove to yourself that you can do it, right? And then you've got to look at your life as a whole, whatever that is, what that next thing is that you really want from it. And you, you just look back and you say, hey, man, I've done all this. I did move this needle. I kicked this, this field goal a little bit further. Now it's time for me to take a risk. Now it's time for me to try something. And maybe you fail. You know, that's, that's a reality for a lot of people. What's, I, I think me and you talked about this one time, starting a business. What's the average fail rate, I think, for a new business? Wasn't that you that I, gave me the number? Yeah, it's been all stuff looked at, but I believe it's high 70s, low 80s. It was something high. And I bet yeah. you if it was restaurants, you know, I see those go up and down continuously. Yeah, it's probably closer to 85, 90. <laughs> right. But do you see restaurants stop opening? Because their failure rate is so high, like somebody buys another building, it went from being a Mexican restaurant, and now it's, you know, a spaghetti place. And then, you know, three months from now, it'll be, you know, an Italian place or whatever. Right. That it just all, the needle always keeps moving. There's always somebody that thinks that I can do it better. And eventually they're right. You know, eventually you get somebody that's, you know, got a restaurant that's so popular, it becomes a national chain. And now they've got generational wealth or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a restaurant. I, I was off. I looked it up. It's, it's about half. Okay. That's about still half. huge. Yeah. That's a huge number. So 50% of new businesses fail. And do you think those people that fail just pack it up after that and say, I'm done. I guess I'm just going to go back and, and work this job and that's all I'm going to do. I, I and, think some do, but I think a lot don't. I think a lot will keep trying and they'll try a different one. They'll, they'll, they'll learn from that. They'll learn from that experience. Something tells me that some of the the smartest minds, some of the you know greatest business owners, people like an Elon Musk or a Jeff Bezos, whether or not you like these people, doesn't really matter. the The idea that you know these Tesla, Amazon, whatever, these were probably their first ideas, and they just happened to strike it rich off of you know number one, doubtful. Yeah, highly doubtful. No you know, they, they had a business first that probably failed, and then they had another one that probably failed. And even if they didn't, even if this was the first business they had, remember what Amazon was when it started. I mean, I'm sure you remember. It was books. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They sold books, a bookstore. Used books is what they had and some new books. But I remember buying some books off of there, and I was just like, what? I mean, are they competing with Barnes & Noble? What is this? And now it's like the, the largest global retailer in the world. And that was because think about what he Netflix learned. has turned into. You remember Netflix mailing you out a DVD, and we laughed at it because we were like, "Nah, I can go get it from Redbox." Just like we kind of laughed at Redbox when we were like, "Nah, I can get it from Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or whatever." Like there's all, there's always innovation that that moves the needle a little bit, and then there's other people that that get onto that. Maybe you've got an idea for something that you know somebody's already doing. Just because they're doing it doesn't mean you can't, and just because they're doing it well doesn't mean you can't do it better. You know, find ways to set yourself apart in a market. If you're wanting to start a business, let's say you're wanting to start like 
a hemp business, for instance. Well, what what are you doing that's going to be any different than any other retailer of hemp? You find a niche. You find something that maybe it's an experience. You know, all these other people just hand you stuff, and here you go. Maybe you've got like a coffee bar where you can come in and you can sit and you can you know eat different CBD you know edibles or whatever and have a cup of coffee or, or it doesn't matter you know just try something put put all this effort that you're putting into your life and growing into something that helps you grow even more because as we've talked about a bunch on this podcast four years is going to go by regardless of what you're doing. You know, and in four years, I mean, especially if you're like us, you know, you're 30 or above, you look back, think about this, man. Remember this. How long was high school to you when you were in it? What'd that feel like? Forever. It did. (laughs) It felt like forever, man. Is this ever going to end? I can't wait to be an adult and get out of this stuff. And I remember walking across that stage and graduating, right? Getting my diploma, going home. Having a party that night with my friends it was a great night. You know, we had a lot of fun. And I can think back on that day like it was yesterday. 35 years old, right? And I can also look at that was half my life ago. Right. You know, but it seems like yesterday. But then I can, I go from the time that I graduated till now. And I'm like, where did all the time go? And that's a much longer period than what I was in high school for. You know, now we're talking over 10 years has has just whoo, evaporated. So that time is going to go, and it's going to go quick. So you really need to ask yourself, you know, what do you want out of it? What do you want out of life? If, 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 you're, if you're incrementally moving that ball down the field, let's not forget to score the touchdown. You know, we're not just going to get to the one, all right, good game. We're walking off the field. We'll see you later. No, let's, let's take it home. Do something big. I don't know what you what you want out of life. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish, but everybody's trying to accomplish something. Maybe your goal is to be rich. What does that look like for you? And how do you get there? You know, you can't just hope that if you're working a job that makes fifty thousand dollars a year, I mean, chances of you just becoming rich just because probably pretty slim, slim to none. Maybe, maybe your goal is something smaller. Maybe it's just to deal with your anxiety better. Maybe it's, you know, to, to get a, get a little bit of a nicer apartment. You know, there's a lot of small things too, um, to, to that, to that point where just those small, small incremental steps will help you get there. Home ownership. I mean, I was thinking about that. I was actually talking to somebody not that long ago where they were, they were talking about how they were kind of afraid to buy right now because they thought the market was going to crumble. And so you can't predict things like that, but because you're just holding on to this fear of what if now this, this attainable goal, this thing you've been saving for, you're, you're just holding off on, it would probably give you quite a bit of joy to own this house. And you're just, you're worried about what, what is an inevitability at some point? I mean, housing prices will come back down, but who knows when? And then they'll probably go back up again after that. Though. They always so, I do. Mean, and you can't predict where the high is. You can't necessarily predict where the low is. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of stockbrokers out there. Actually, a lot of uh, Reddit brokers, I should say. They lost a ton of money trying to predict the top 
and then selling when it you know dipped all the way back down, and then FOMO'd back in when it was on the way up, just wasting money, rather than having a system or an idea of what it was that they wanted out of it. You know, you you got to you got to spend it a little bit, spend the knowledge, yeah, the the time, the whatever, whatever you've invested in yourself, even if if it is something small for you, don't be afraid to take that risk. Maybe something bad does happen, but maybe it doesn't. Every day is a risk. If you got out of bed this morning, you're listening to this podcast in your car or wherever, there is the very real possibility that today could be your last day. Something I accept every morning. So I try to live it to its fullest potential in what I've got in this moment. And then that's a good life. Like at the end of the day, I think... I think the biggest takeaway from this is that life is a collection of a series of memories, right? From start to finish, it's just all the things that you can remember that you did. And do you want to go out where, you know, you can remember a bunch, maybe from like high school or whatever, but then the rest of your life was just kind of more mundane to you? You didn't have some experiences that you wish you would have. Maybe you didn't go skydiving. Maybe didn't buy that house. Maybe didn't start that business. You know, whatever it was. And you were so afraid to also invest the time in yourself by reading those books, putting away a dollar a day, whatever. And it just never happened. And now you're just kind of filled with some regret on it. I don't think anybody wants to be that way. I don't think I want to be that way. And I know you don't want to be that way. So when we're making these... 1% 1% better at days. Let's not forget to spend it. I like it. I think that's a good place to end on. I do too. Well, we appreciate everybody joining us once again, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you, everybody. Colder than December, I'ma bring the fire out. If you wanna enter, homie, this is my house. Life of roller coaster, just enjoy the ride now. Every day I'm closer, daily doses right now.